0: Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 It's Sunday morning. Your Amen must be better. Your, your Amen sounds like a Tuesday late afternoon. Amen. 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 They're getting close to Saturday. (laughs) Ephesians chapter 5. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5. Last Sunday, we introduced building a spirit-filled church. Amen. Which means building a spirit-filled people. I pray that we t- always take our mind off when we say church, stop looking at 53 Cardigan Lane. <laughs> yeah, because every time we say church, you are thinking of a building or a place. Church is a person. It's a group of persons. It's not a place. It's not a thing. It's not an object. It is us. Amen. If we say the church is spirit-filled, what we are saying is that we are spirit-filled. And um, I try to um, clear the fact that salvation brings us the spirit of God. Isn't it? Yeah. Every son, daughter of God, once you receive salvation you get the spirit of God. But the error is that the fact that you have the spirit of God does not mean you're filled with the spirit of God. And that is where we are. And that is where we need to adjust. Amen. And that is where we need to change. Amen. And that is where we need to develop. And um, I pray that as we continue on this, we will have A desire for the infilling of the spirit. And uh, all that we need to do together, we will do. See, because the truth of the matter is that churches in our 21st century are larger, bigger, posher, sharper, isn't it? But they are spiritless. Yeah, they are spiritless. Everything is power. Yeah. see because when you look at your life and you see your level and depth of attraction to worldly things you know what spirit you are carrying and what you are filled with let me start preaching Ephesians chapter 5 This why it's not something we preach it's something we teach Ephesians because this one there's no um, receive it let's not take it Ephesians chapter 5 are we there I'm going to read from verse number 14 building a spirit filled church after you have been saved sanctified and initially washed Ephesians 5 I'm going to read from verse 14 and I'm going to read from the New Living Translation NLT. When my Bible open, has anybody got NLT? Oh, they've put it up there. Okay. So I wear glasses for near things, and I use my eyes for far things. So I can read this one. Isn't it a strange thing? Because if I put my glasses on, I can't see that. As soon as I take it off, I can see that. Then, if I don't use my glasses, I can't see this one. It's a message. Okay. Okay. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said. You see, when you read the uh, first part of it, and it's talking about the fact that we're in darkness, and then, you know, all kinds of. Immoral behavior and all that and all that, that that and then don't be fooled by sin and all that. And then we get to verse 14. It says Verse 13 says, But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Sometimes, even the church does not realize that we've run out of the spirit. Yeah. Yeah, until the word of God is shown on it, until light is shown on it, you will not even realize, yeah, that you are fast asleep, that actually, we have a dead church. When I say the dead church, I mean the body of Christ. Yeah. You know, by even virtue of where our passion, our heart is as Christians. Yeah. Because what the spirit is after is different from what the flesh is after. after. Yeah. So when you see the church chasing something, then you know what is driving that chase. And when you see yourself as a Christian chasing something, you know what is driving it. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity In these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly. But understand what the Lord wants you to do. Understand what the Lord wants you to do. I don't know how many Christians can be bold enough and say. I know what God wants from me. I know what. We don't. We are just going about our daily duties. And it includes coming to church. And it includes trying to do something for God. As to whether God wants us to do it or not, we don't know. And we do it till we get bored of it or we get fed up or we get angry or we get annoyed or life changes or issues happen. You don't know what God wants you to do. Hmm. I don't know how today's service will be, but we'll go through it don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, we all, when we say that, we are, most of us get happy because by the grace of God, so you don't drink. But we all are drunk with something. may not be wine, but you are drunk with something that will actually ruin your life rather than being filled with the Spirit of God. Yeah, if you are filled with anger, you cannot be filled with the Spirit of God. If you are filled with bitterness, you cannot be filled with the spirit of God. If you are filled with envy, you cannot be filled with, ask yourself, what am I filled with? Yeah. yeah. Some of us, we actually drag ourselves to church. It is almost a weight to come into the presence of God. So we are filled with something. It may not be alcohol, but it's equally toxic and intoxicating. We are drunk, but it's not with the Spirit of God. Yeah. Yeah. But I pray that as the Word of God comes, it will drive some of these things out of us. And we will have a desire to be filled with the right thing. How many of us, when Okay, not all of us. But for those of us who are trying a certain level of transformation, when we come to realize that something is not good for us, we try a little bit to change what we are eating. Why? We try. You see, because the reality of it is that, and I don't see why we can do it in our secular world, but in our Christian work, we cannot have that. Because as soon as they tell us that um, this spice has uh, recently, I I overheard Bula telling somebody that uh, Maggi Cube has what? Sodium, which is not good, isn't it? It makes your body swell and all that. I overheard her telling somebody that they should cut out as much salt because it is, yeah, and it's true. Do you understand? And because we love our body, we will try and cut it out or reduce it. But I don't know whether we love our spirit that much that when we are told that what we are drinking, what we are pouring into it is toxic and it will just make your spirit swell but it will not be healthy. Exodus twenty. Today, I want to just start talking about why we need to be filled with the Spirit of God. Because, listen, life, ab- life abhors vacuum. If the church is not filled with the Spirit of God, the church will be filled with something. Yeah, listen, everywhere has a presence. Everywhere has a sense. Everywhere is carrying something. Yeah, every place. Yeah, that's why sometimes you can start a job and know what spirit is there. Everybody gossips. You try and stay away from it for a little while. Very soon you see that you've been baptized into it and then you also begin. Everywhere has a spirit. Every family has a spirit. Every household has a spirit. Yeah, sometimes you are... You're a teacher or something, you're taking care of a particular child or student, whatever, you know, and they're really misbehaving, manifesting, whatever. And then one day you call the parent in. As soon as the parent began to manifest, you know where the child has been baptized. Because you see that there'll be a child in school who's very rude to the teacher, rude to this, uses foul language, this. And then you see the mother coming and then when the mother is being told that the child is misbehaving, the mother turns to the child and you see that the language that the mother is using on the child is what the child has also just been using on the teachers and the others too. Everywhere has a spirit. Everywhere carries something. Everything carries something. Everything, everything. So why do we want to carry the spirit of God? Why do we need the child to be filled with the spirit of God? Why do you want your pocket to be filled with money? I don't know. But it's because you have plans. You have plans, you have plans. Some of us, we make budget. Every time, we, I know people, every time they're sitting down, more than five minutes, they take paper, they begin to scribble figures. Sometimes you think it's lottery numbers, but it's not lottery numbers. Yeah. Yeah, 45, 60, 16, 54, 22, 32, 380, minus 12, <laughs> Number one. For you to do anything meaningful for God, you have to be filled with the Spirit. For you to do anything meaningful for God, you have to be filled with the Spirit. I know sometimes my examples are weird. For you to do anything meaningful for God, you have to be filled with the Spirit. For you to do anything meaningful in the nightclub, you have to at least have had a certain level of alcohol or drugs or something for you, to be useful in the place. pastoral example. Because you see, the one who will go and sit in a nightclub with a glass of coke or a glass of Fanta, you are not making use of the facilities. You are not making use of the people. You are not making use of the essence of the, it's a message. I mean, I'm just preaching, I'm just saying. it is almost as if it was useless for you to have been there because you are so self-aware that what is expected of you in that environment, (laughs) you are not manifesting it. Luke 24, let's look at that one first. You can never do anything meaningful for God if you are not filled. Luke 24. We're going to look at a couple of scriptures. And we're going to see a couple of things. Luke 24. So, the Lord is about to depart. And um, he has, he's given instructions. But you realize that even though God wants them to do something... Verse number 45. And he's talking about Jesus. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. I don't even know whether the word of God that we hear from the pulpit, the word of God that we read in our quiet time. I don't know if our minds and our hearts are open to it. Yeah, because some of us, we have like rock solid hearts. Unless it says receive it unless it says you are blessed, unless it says that you are being elevated, you are getting double, then our whole system closes up. Which means that if Jesus is telling them and is saying that, you know, has to open their minds to understand, that means that you can have the scripture and not have understanding of it. And he said, Yes. It was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that the message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. It was written long ago that when Christ comes he will suffer, he will die and when he dies that message will go. There will be witness. It said there is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. That's the message. You are witnesses of all these things. And now I will send you, I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. Then the second half says, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. So even though there is a job to do, even though there is an instruction for them, even though it is something that was written even before Christ's coming, that he will come, suffer, die, go, and salvation will come into the world, and you are the people who are going to send for that, you can't go now. Wait until the Holy Spirit comes. And it's just not that when you get the Holy Spirit, but it says until he fills you. That's why some of us are struggling with our faith, our Christianity, our service of God. You know, you should, you, you should be able to, you know, realize that really, what am I running on? Do you know that a car that has to use uh, diesel, when you put petrol on it, it will go for a little while then to just crash. The, the engine will just shut down. Yeah. And then you'll have to siphon all the wrong or, uh, uh, whatever, petrol or whatever it is in it and do all kinds of things and charge you a huge amount of money and then they'll put the right. We have, we have to realize that being filled with the spirit of God, I know I said it last week, but I'm going to keep on saying it so that we stop equating the spirit of God with just spooky things. Do you understand? And also just Uh, what do you call it Uh, external manifestations of uh, the Holy Ghost real signs and wonders let me tell you something you have more power when you can tell somebody receive Christ and they say I want to be born again it has more power than when I lay hands on you and you fall You see, even how we define and measure somebody who is filled with the spirit of God is wrong. Our, our, uh, what do you call it? Thermometer or barometer? What's a barometer? And we are, as we look at through the scriptures, you realize that when it comes to the Spirit of God, being filled with the Spirit of God, it is normally, when you look at Acts 1, Acts 2, Acts 1, you will see that it's always associated with salvation. Yeah. We have associated it with uh, breakthrough. We have associated it. I mean, when we say that a minister is powerful, it is not because souls are being transformed but it's because we are being blessed financially, physically, you know. But you will not see scripture. That they are filling you to be filled with the spirit. We're going to look through it. For you to go in. You can do that. People who are not Christians, don't they build mega businesses? Aren't they even more prosperous? They don't need Holy Spirit to go and get money. But the church doesn't like it. Because you see, when you are really filled with the Spirit of God, the work that God wants you to use it for or the service that God wants you to use it for, is almost always not very glamorous. And that is why sometimes, even as ministers, we want to create another atmosphere of glamorousness so that at least our job looks exciting. But it's not true. It is absolutely not true. When the house of God is open, the reason is so that We will get the word of God so that we will live a Christ-like life so that we will become an an example for unbelievers. Exodus 28. I keep wanting us to read Exodus 28. Maybe we should read that. then. Exodus 28. Let's read one, one, two, three. when you look at Exodus 28 then we look at Exodus 31 you look at Exodus 35 you realize that the same thing is being said the first one is about a different set of people the second and third one is about the same set of people you see that God tells Moses and Moses goes to tell the people can you not open Okay, I'll use my Bible Exodus 28 verse 1 the Bible says but Call for your brother Aaron and his sons, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. Those who are looking for names for their children. Set them apart from the rest of the people of Israel so they may minister to me and be priests. Make sacred garments for Aaron that are glorious and beautiful. Instruct all the skilled craftsmen whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. Have them make garments for Aaron that will distinguish him. as. Instruct all the skilled men whom I have filled with. The first thing that you realize is that you can be skilled and not be filled with the spirit of God. You can sing and not be filled with the spirit of God. You can preach and not be filled with the spirit of God. You can perform and not be filled with the spirit of God. You can be an extremely active Christian and not be filled with the Spirit of God. Because the gifts of God, they are without repentance. If God has gifted you, he has gifted you. It doesn't mean you are filled with the Spirit of God. So it's not, that the Spirit of God does not necessarily bring a gift. But it will work on the gift. But if the Spirit of God is not there and you have a gift, you will still look like yeah. That is why the church of God today is so, you know, broken. So broken. So broken. Because we are truly gifted. We are truly gifted. So when we use our gifts, it will also draw men. But it doesn't transform men. People don't repent now. People don't change now. In John 14, 12, the Bible, he said what? The works that I do shall you also do, and greater works than these shall you do. But in John 7, he also says something, I think I want us to look at it. John chapter 7, verse I am trying to help us as a church, as CICC, that we are not going to grow and expand and become a spiritless church, a big spiritless church. What must drive our growth? What must drive our increase? The, what must drive the work we do? Is the spirit that is in us. You see? People get surprised and it's like, the church is, you know, I went somewhere, I think I was with eh? and Kim was like, hey mommy, this place, the priest here is, is, um, is gay. And, they, eh, and I could see he was a bit nervous. But you ask, how did we get there? We got there by gifts, not by the spirit, because if the spirit was the one leading us, he would rebuke us. John seven, you know, verse thirty-seven. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds. Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scripture declares, "For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart." When he said "living waters," he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. What is he saying? He's saying that. Anyone who is thirsty can come. Anyone who believes in me may drink. So what it tells me is that it's not by force. Being filled with the Spirit is not by force. If you are hanging around the chair 24 hours a day, you will not be filled with the Spirit. You must believe. You must test. You must want it. You know, Last week, I took the glass and I filled it, and we saw the cup overflowing. But you see, most of us—that is not what we have. So I, I, um, I Agnes, can you get this thing for me? I'll just show you. We have ten. moments. I'm always on time. I will stop when I have to stop. Eleven zero zero. to been watching me. After all, it's our place. He says that if you are thirsty, come. If you have a, t- if you want to be filled, yeah, you might have to stand here since you have brought yourself already. And then you'll be filled. But I, I was thinking about it and I realized that it's not just about being thirsty. It's not just about, I can encourage us now and say, listen, begin to have a drive and a test. But for some of us, even that one who just wants a small glass. Do you know that if I'm drinking, who else will come? Regina come. Do you know how to drink water? Huh? Are you good at drinking water? Or you are one of... The juice. In fact, just let me say this. Minister Sheila has produced, as far as I'm concerned, the best pineapple and ginger juice. Wow. <laughs> Ever. Ever. I don't know. I think she's now going to develop new flavors, but at least the one that has come out, please buy one. It is lovely. It is absolutely... I have the empty bottle in my car because I was hoping that when I brought it, you would notice I was finished. I mean... Listen, listen, listen. I'm talking to us, those who come for first service because Reverend said first service is work care service, isn't it? Most of us, even though we say we want to be spirit-filled, want to be filled with the spirit, the cup that we are going, what's the song that we go? Fill my cup, Lord, isn't it? I lift it up, so I'm lifting my... Do you know that if God is giving us quarter of our glass, take yours. a quarter a quarter because she's got, she has to drink it that's why she says it's fine we all have a quarter but this is my cup this is my cup this is what I want this is my capacity for the spirit and that is why our service of God and our walk with God is so fragile Because this one, oh, but you see the spirit of God is for all kinds of things. And the fact is that when you say you are serving God and you are being filled for service, what you are saying is that you are being filled for brokenness. You are being filled for hurt. You are being filled for frustration. You are being filled for disappointment. You are being filled for criticism. You are being filled for accusation. But her spirit keeps you going. Yeah. So if you have a small glass, yeah. the first brokenness, the first hurts, yeah. the first frustration, yeah. your living water is finished. Yeah. Then she too she would drink hers. You have to drink your water, sister. <laughs> hey, this one, she has to hold her chest before she drink. Do. What, what does she normally drink? Praise, Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Praise will make her good. Drink it, drink it. Yeah. Because she's, no, because she's still drinking. We all got hurt. But I, I, I couldn't cope. I mean, I didn't have grace. And I couldn't. But she had, She was able to still drink more water. A time will come. Bring her. Fill it, fill it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I have full cup. Full cup. Full cup. Full, full, full. Small, until Sheila will not scream. Full, full, full. Let it go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As long as I'm concerned. My cup is overflowing. And I'm filled with the spirit. But whether I like it or not, even though I appear, I appear, I look as if somebody who is totally filled with the spirit and the spirit of God can be seen going. The reality of it is that it's a small up. I am not going to survive long. Because the volume of challenges in the service of God This cup can't take you far. That is why the church is the way it is. You have all kinds of, the way I've been hurting church, I won't do anything again. As for me, this kind of, I won't go again. All I'm telling you is that your cup is empty. And you never had enough capacity anyway. Because when your cup is large, it absorbs the pain. It absorbs the tiredness. It absorbs the frustration. It absorbs the disappointments. When and others can only do two miles, you can run five miles because you can quench your thirst. You can keep quenching when you are depleted. Because the feeling of the spirit is not stagnant. It's for usage. What is the essence of filling your car with petrol and the car does not move? The essence of filling is because it has to move. And the fact that it's moving means that at some point you have to refill. And then you have the churches that don't do spirit. Then you have those who are running on old spirit. It's finished. If I, the listen, when they test your engine oil, they put the thing as it's ten black, they'll tell you that it's time to change the oil. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll pull the thing, wipe it, look, as, and say it's dirty oil. Yeah. Some of us, the spirit that we have been running on is the first, when we got born again, and when we had a certain small passion, and God gave us, we have still been running, and we have it's gone. It's become what is left is not good you see when you hear yourself saying things like it doesn't take all that you see you don't know that. you know God is not there yeah God is not there not. know that you are empty you are empty when you see yourself not having compassion for human beings when you see yourself not interested in salvation and that is why I say the church is dead because the church is not interested in salvation The church is interested in prosperity. Prosperity is supposed to be a byproduct of salvation. But our essence is salvation. Because listen, if you give your life to Christ today and you die today, heaven awaits you. Heaven awaits you. Heaven awaits you. Yeah. But if I pray for you and you prosper and you are totally backslidden, heaven does not await you. Even though we will see you coming into church every time say, Oh, you are blessed. Hey, God has prospered them. Look how blessed they are. And that even creates envy in us. But that is not the essence. That is not the essence. That is not the essence. And everything about Christ, about your faith that will increase you in the spirit is what Christians don't like. Because, where's her glass? Listen. When you come to church, oh, slowly, slowly, don't be feeling. When you come to church, when she studies her word, when she comes for prayer meeting, when she spends time in prayer, when she goes about witnessing, when she... (laughs) Thank God he's not God. (laughs) Listen, everything that concerns God enlarges the spirit. Everything. If you are prayerful, you'll be filled. If the word is in you, it will be filling you. If you are witnessing to people, it will be filling you. If you are serving in the house of God. You you see, the thing about serving the house of God is that it fills you and you use it. And that is why things like prayer and the word, you cannot do without it you never make a good servant if you don't have those. You cannot. But you see, what we must also realize, when we read the first scripture and he said that God, Jesus gave them understanding of the scripture. Because if you are reading the word of God, but you don't understand it and you're not applying it, nothing is going in there. The only thing that drops is what you've understood. The only thing that goes in there is what has been revealed to you. The only thing that goes in there is what you have been touched by. The only thing that goes in there is what you are practicing. That's why I always say that, listen, don't be so proud to say I've read the Bible cover to cover. How much of it do you do? The amount of it you do is who you are. It's not that what you know. That is why the churches, you know. For even a pastor to be able to say that it's not good to read so much scripture in church because you drive away people. What do you want to read in church? What do you want to read in church? When we say that a priest or a pastor is not powerful, it's just because he's not manifesting. Yeah. Because do you know that by now we can all be shouting and screaming? Yeah. All your worries are ended. From today, only goodness and mercy shall follow you. The world is, is, the world is your footstool. Receive a double portion. Yeah. Like Elisha, you will have 32 miracles coming your way. But as soon as the real things that concern God, When we say let the Spirit of God fill the church, what we are saying that all of us must begin to be filled with the Spirit of God. Somebody won't come to church if they don't have a new dress. Somebody won't come to church if they are angry. Yeah, you'll find husband and wife, husband won't come or wife won't come because they are quarreling. You are empty. You are totally empty because when you are filled with the Spirit of God, it is the Spirit of God that quickens us. It quickens our mortal bodies. What does that mean? It means that sometimes you don't want to work for God. Sometimes you are tired. Sometimes you are fed up. Sometimes you are frustrated. There is no life on this earth that will not go through frustration. That will not go through challenge. But the Spirit of God quickens us, energizes us, causes us to rise up. Exodus 31. Stand there cup is almost full. Yeah. Think about it. And you see, last week I was telling you that this is called no, um, uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Let's stop using the word of God like some poetic spoken word, something. So. It is not this purpose. Yeah. You see, when even we are in praise and worship, let's stop treating it as music. That is the, the, the church that is dry. A spirit-filled church. When they say, fill my cup, Lord. Your mind is on your cup. And you open yourself up. We shouldn't say that you sang well. The song was good. That song is not supposed to be good. Yeah, some of us, even if the music is being good some way, it's not working. We get distracted. Then it didn't work for us. You even have singers who get frustrated. Yes, you should practice. You should have your focus and all that. But that should never be what leads you. I want to show you a scripture. Exodus 31. As we close. My timing is amazing, I tell you. Exodus 31. Are we there? Verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel. The King James says I have called him. Son of, uh, grandson of uh, of the tribe. And I have filled him with the spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and gold. He is skilled in engraving amount. And I have personally appointed Oholiab, son of okay, don't use these names for your children. They struggling in school. Of the tribe of Dan to be his assistant. Moreover, I have given special skill to all the gifted craftsmen so that they can make all the things I have commanded you to make. So what am I saying today? I'm saying that we cannot do what God wants us to do, anything meaningful, without the spirit of God. And I'm also saying that you have to be filled with the spirit of God. You have to have a hunger and a thirst. And I'm also saying that... You can be gifted, but not be filled with the Spirit of God. But I want to end by telling you that you are called before you are filled with the Spirit. God calls you before you are filled with the Spirit. You don't receive a calling because you are filled with the Spirit. You are filled with the Spirit because you have a calling. So in Exodus 35, verse 31, you see Moses repeating this and telling the people that, hey, this guy is not a small guy. God just told me that he called him. And when he called him, he filled him with the spirit. I believe that as a church, God is calling us that, listen, I've already called you. Now allow me to fill you. Allow me, let's stop working with might and power and personal strength and effort and ability. You cannot go far. You will not reach far. What we need is to be ready for what it takes. You see, to get your cup being filled, it's not going to come by this two by four kind of faith. It's going to come by consistency and commitment to your God. Never mistake just working the house of God as being filled with the spirit. That is not true. That is not true. Your test of your infilling is what you go through in your service. It's what you go through in your service. So when you see someone say, I've left church, I've left church, I asked for church, I won't go again. They were never filled with the spirit of God. They were filled with something. They were filled with pride. They were filled with ambition. They were, Yeah because they were ambitious to get somewhere, so they would have done anything to get there, and somebody blocked them. Sometimes we are just filled with arrogance. Well, if they don't let me sing again, then it's okay. You can take their funny singing. We the professionals will just sit back and watch them do what they do. You will know you are not filled with the spirit. When you, when you ooze out, you see, some of us, we ooze out a foul spirit. Yeah, you can't tell me you are filled with the Spirit. And you are so bitter, so angry, so quarrelsome. You fight with anything. Even when the paper is there, you fight with the paper. Anything. Because if the wind blows the paper, you can see, ah, the paper has movement. You can't tell me you are filled with the Spirit. Check your life. Because you see, we make up the church. So if I'm coming carrying my heaviness and you two are coming carrying, and we are all empty, empty, empty. When we get here, the church is empty of the void of the spirit. There are people but no spirit. Yeah. If we don't have love, we are like a sounding brass. And the devil laughs at us. He laughs at us because we may appear powerful with the, the way we pray in tongues and all that. But he knows that it's empty. Even he knows that the source of that tongue is not from God. Rise up to your feet. You see, when you see yourself disliking prayer meeting, and when you come for prayer meeting, you see yourself not interested to pray. It's a sign for you. When you open your Bible to read and you cannot read it, it's a sign for you. Yeah. When you can listen to all kinds of music, but as soon as it's Christian music, you can't listen to it. Something is wrong with you. When they say enter into a time of worship and you cannot enter into a time of it, there is something wrong with you. When we come to church, we don't need um, or George, you know, somebody um, yeah, lift up your hands yeah, yeah, this, where she focus on God. For them to tell us that it means that we can't do it. We have to stop being worked up and wounded and wounded and wounded. You must hunger and thirst for it. And anything that seeps your spirit seal it. Anything that drains because some of us the glass is being filled but the glass is cracked. The water comes in it goes. Living water comes in it goes. Living water comes in it goes. (laughs) Some of us we are sponging on the corporate grace. So when we come to church and people are worshipping and they are in the spirit we are able to also enter. But when we go home we don't enter. Because it's not ours. It's borrowed spirit. You see, when you go to the car showroom, they'll let you sit in the car, ride around. When you get back, you can't take the car home unless you pay for it. As soon as you get back, they'll say, kiss. It's not your car. Yeah. What have you paid for? To have the spirit of God.